Nice to see you. Thank you for being with us. You have um, an area where you're likely to see some real growth ahead after a really tough time during COVID, right? You had your quarterly numbers and your outlook. Where do you stand now? Yeah, hi, Nicole. Back, uh, good to be back with you. Uh, we, we stand in a very, very good position right now. The last 20 odd months, you know, since the start of COVID, have obviously been a very challenging period, but we benefit greatly uh, from partnering with some of the best leisure hospitality entertainment operators on earth, like Caesars, like Penn, like Hard Rock. And throughout COVID, we were one of the few REITs in America able to collect 100% of our rent in cash and on time. And we've been very gratified uh, since our properties began to reopen in Q2 2020, but especially since probably the beginning of this year, to see our operators come roaring back. Uh, you mentioned our Q3 results. Well, when Las Vegas Sands reported their Q3 results, uh, I believe it was a week or two ago, they reported that the Venetian, which we'll close on the acquisition of here very shortly, posted 96% occupancy in Q3. 96% occupancy on 7,000 rooms. It's the biggest hotel complex in America. There's no other place on earth right now busier than Las Vegas and our regional properties as well are just roaring along. So we're very excited about where we are, but moreover, very excited where our operators are going and thus the value of our properties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you, uh, you mentioned what's going on in the big part of this business spun off from Caesars, but also this acquisition with MGM growth properties, a big part and that integration. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so back on August 4th, we announced our acquisition of uh, MGM Growth Properties, otherwise known as MGP, for $17.2 billion. In that acquisition, uh, we acquired seven marquee Las Vegas Strip assets, and as well, eight of the best regional assets in American gaming, including properties like National Harbor, right on the Potomac River, beside Washington, D.C., uh, MGM Detroit and other really wonderful properties. It gives us the biggest and the best portfolio, not only frankly in American gaming real estate, but we believe in American hospitality. We will be the biggest owner of hotel room real estate in America when we close on this and the Venetian transaction. Uh, our regulatory process continues to go along very smoothly and very strongly, and we anticipate closing on that transaction in the first half of 2022. Right. Okay. First half of 2022. Um, over at KeyBank, and, and I'm sure you would agree, the appetite remains um, healthy. The investment landscape is still ripe for gaming, non-gaming investments at home and abroad. Um, I, would, I would think some of the biggest hurdles are really more about staffing and not really um, the, the REIT part of it, right, at this point? Yeah, we. <laughs> I like to tell folks that I died and went to business model heaven uh, when I was able to, to build the team that began building VG properties. We only have about 18 people all told at our REIT. And once we close on the Venetian and MGP, we'll have almost 45 billion of enterprise value. So our, our ratio of assets to employees is really remarkable. But you're absolutely right. Uh, our operators are obviously um, very focused on making sure they're properly staffed, giving a great employee experience and a great guest experience. And with the properties as busy as they are, they're obviously working overtime at the management level 
uh, to make sure that the teams are in place to continue to hold, handle this surge of business, not only now, but in what's likely to be very, very busy years ahead, especially with the very positive effect that we believe sports betting is going to have on audience expansion for our operators. Right. Yeah, without a doubt. And you still have this low yield environment. I mean, you could say it's trickling a little higher, but the truth is you're, you're really in a good space when it comes to what we're seeing with rates, right? Yeah, absolutely, Nicole. You know, as of Friday's closing price, and I don't look at our price intraday, uh, you know, we offered almost a 5% dividend yield. And we've grown our dividend 11% last year, 9% this year. So you get a very strong dividend yield with what we believe will be continuing strong capital appreciation. And when you put that against a 1.6% 10-year uh, T-bill, that's a very, very compelling, not only current yield, but prospective total return.